From the nearest comic book to the farthest cinematic universe, journey into the past, present, and future of your fandom. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. Twenty-two pages later, with your hosts, the Cap, MFG, and Ralph the Tech. Please stand by. Let me see something interesting to say. No, I don't got that. Something quippy to say. No. Just do the intro. Got it. Okay. Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 243. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me as always is the man who probably has the superhero ability ability <laughs> to nitpick a series. He is Mike, also known as MFG. Actually, one of my abilities is to say words correctly. Wow. The first time. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Except for names, then you get those wrong. Oh god. Man. <laughs> so but you don't does names. So <laughs> many. I would I really would love like of all I mean I've done Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Polish, African. I mean I've done I would love everybody to come like people from those countries to be like you weren't close. <laughs> you weren't even in the realm of my name. What would be better if they called you up and go, "You know what? We don't pronounce it that way, but because you we like the way you said it." We will stick stick with that. And that's the way it should be. Right. (laughs) All right. Anyhow, let's get down to it. You know what you want to hear. You want to hear the clues for the horror films and thrillers where black people live to the end. Right. It's an idea idea so inconceivable. Even the black actors that play those parts don't believe it happened. (laughs) I'm sure I died in that movie. (laughs) Must have. (laughs) All right. So here we go. By the way, this one is easy. Everyone that does not get this, shame yourself. Seriously, just just go and talk to people you don't even know and say, I got this wrong or I missed it because you should be ashamed. You should at least get the movie because this description is so simple. The actor is not hard, but you should be ashamed of yourself for not knowing. But here we go. Childs is a member of an American research station in the Antarctic under attack by a shape-shifting killer. One more time. Childs is a member of an American research station in the Antarctic under attack by a shape-shifting killer. Remember, it's got two parts. Name the movie and name the actor that portrayed the character that I just mentioned. And you will hear this answer after the quick news. <laughs> so after the quick news, I get a chance to fail. That's great. <laughs> so and hopefully that tech doesn't cheat. Ah, well, the tech is always going to cheat. But before we even call him by his name, let's give him his intro. And our other illustrious host is the man who's, who's been doing the job for 10 years and still hasn't figured out which button to press in the goddamn soundboard? I think I'm gonna press something. <laughs> I'm still looking. He's still, of course, because he is RT squared. We're off the tech, and that pregnant silence is him looking for him, looking for something, looking anything. for the appropriate sound effect. And this is the this is the talent we work with. Fuck you. There we ah. go. Uh, I could have just done that for you. You don't need a button. You could have just yeah. You could have poked him like the Pillsbury's Doughboy. Really? Poked him in the tummy. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> First off, what are we saying about my gut? Are you body shaming me? Oh, I'm just saying that Pillsbury should sue you for licensing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah you, you're struggling just to leave. Get out of here. All right. So the other day, I was walking down the street. When do I, I do? Oh, nobody knows that reference. Oh. I can't remember the lyrics. Yeah. Great song. Anyways. Uh, as I walked down the street, I found myself blind, uh, blind, blindfolded. Oh, saying words right. I know it's it's hard. Uh, blindfolded and in the back of a van. Next thing I know, 
I'm in some shady warehouse when the uh, blindfold gets taken off my head and a whole bunch of crime bosses are looking at me and they're like, we need you to do what you do. And I'm like, uh, riddle you, uh, riddle you, <laughs> ridicule, ridicule you relentlessly. And they're like, no, we have MSG for that. We want you to help us with our phones because we're having tech problems. And I'm like, oh my God. All right, I guess I could do what I do. So one by one, they started coming at me and I fixed all their tech problems. And they're like, if you ever need a favor from us, you just ask and we got you. And I looked them in the eye and I went to shake his hand. And at that exact moment, a thought occurred to me. Dr. Strange must have been pretty pissed when he found out that there was a sanctum right in New York. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Because he, uh. he went all the way, like halfway across the world, traveled on foot up some like crazy mountains and shit to go to train. And then they're like, oh, yeah. We have a portal that just goes straight to the sanctum to New York. Yeah, but and they back. didn't know who he was, and there's no one in the sanctum. That's why it's his. Mm. It's unoccupied. <laughs> in my head, I'm like, it's like going to the Walgreens near your job. You come home and you, oh, it's the Walgreens right there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, not that Dr. Strange would go to a Walgreens, but you know, you got what I mean. So the moral of the story is, I got underworld connections. If we ever need to take care of, uh, you know, those bodies that we have stacking up, those things, yeah. Eo Mendes and the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So let's go into it. So on this episode, we'll be finishing what we started with um, by talking about a series that came in for its final landing as it is its last season. But did it leave us clapping, clapping for more, or gagging with disgust? These questions and more will be answered as we discuss the Max series, Titan Season 4, Part 2, Episode 7 through 12. Wasn't it used to be called HBO Max? Yeah, that's why we call it Max. <laughs> it's weird just saying Max, you know? Yeah. Like you're calling somebody's name. Yeah, some dog just shows up. Yeah. <laughs> he must be tired after everybody's saying it. <laughs> but first, if you wonder how Mike feels about my intros, listen to the happiness in his voice. It's almost like he wants me to do an extended version. But I refrain from doing that because that's the unedited version of the show. So here's Mike and his quick news. And now, the quick news, brought to you by MFG and Ralph and Cap. And that quick news intro was brought to you by the Fluffy Yeti Inside, or FYI. <laughs> I was a little disappointed with that one. All right, FYI. Listen, they can't all be gold, all right? I'm running out of letters. <laughs> Uh, you're running out of letters? I'm only, running out of letters. There's only 26 that I'm broke. I know. <laughs> I'm so happy you didn't say 24. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really think? I know you make fun of my math, but not my, my, not my English. There was a 50-50 chance. <laughs> <laughs> you mean I have 75%? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so what you got there, Mike? All right. Well, believe it or not, I have two news stories. And shockingly, on This Of All podcast, they're both about comic books oh remember when what? we used to talk about this oh wow that's a novel idea <laughs> yeah all back right. in the early days yeah, right tell me about it all right so it's a new year so marvel comics has announced an all-new thunderbolt series with an all-new thunderbolts team bucky barnes now i don't know if anybody knew this formerly the winter soldier is now known as the revolution which i just think that's a pompous ass name stop yeah that's his name now he will lead the newly formed team which will include black widow white widow 
Agent Sharon Carter, formerly known as Agent 13, and she is now known as the Destroyer. <laughs> Which you would have thought that was her boyfriend's name. Anyhow, <laughs> Red Guardian, U.S. agent, Shang-Chi, and Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. So that's going to be quite the crew. They didn't change her name? <laughs> Why? <would they? laughs> um, the new reimagining of the team is the brainchild of the writing duo Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing, who actually go by the name Hive Mind. That's not a lie. Wow. <laughs> okay. And this is how Hive Mind synopsed the story. Welcome to Operation World Strike. The call has gone out to all those who call the shadows their home. Every spy, assassin, and renegade has a part to play in Bucky Barnes' all-encompassing and uncompromising uncom- um, hit on the singular, monstrous living symbol of fascism, the Red Skull. Along with our old friend, Geraldo, I'm sorry, Geraldo Borges, We are taking this opportunity to tell a very different kind of team book. This is a whole new era for the Thunderbolts, and it starts with a four-part espionage epic, an ever-shifting cast, and a single overarching goal to tear down a century of Nazi evil with justice like lightning. That's the end of the quote. Thunderbolts number one goes on sale in December. So wait a sec. Bucky Barnes is the Winter Soldier? Since when? (laughs) Since not now. (laughs) <laughs> Do you mind alone? <laughs> I'll add this. By the time you got through all the people on the uh, on the roster and the some of the name changes, mm-hmm. I didn't even pay attention to what the book was about. I was just like, they're who? Who's what? They're there? What are they promoting the, the next couple of films through comic books? Oh my gosh. We figure four no, four. five of no, no, I'm sorry, four cuz the Black Widow is dead. Um four of them are Definitely going to be in the series of the MCU series. That's right. The White Widow. Um, Bucky Barnes. Bucky. Well, I'm sorry. Then that does make five. Bucky Barnes, White Widow. Uh, Contessa. Well, Shang-Chi, we don't know. We haven't seen Contessa contact him yet. True. Uh, but um, who's the other? Uh, uh, Red Guardian. Do we know that or are we just assuming that? Red Guardian is definitely in and the then US in Agent. Thunderbolts and the US yeah. Agent. Correct. That's, I mean, so that's five out of the seven people. Yeah. No. <laughs> and one of them is dead. So, <laughs> you know. Oh, and Agent Carter. And, and, you know, I wonder if they're going to somehow bring her in. Because, I, I, you know, you know she's not going to be the bad guy. Because that's who she was in the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So right. You know that she's probably undercover. And maybe she's working with the Contessa. Maybe that's what she's doing already, you know. Um, do you think they're doing this new run on purpose to tie in with the possibility of a Thunderbolts movie? Well, there's a Thunderbolts series, right? That's movie, not, not is, series. Oh, is it when we move? Did they say it was a series originally? Is that what they were talking? I think they mentioned it originally maybe oh. once, but it's definitely oh, a movie. Definitely now. A movie. Okay. And they already gave oh, the Oh, yeah, shot. 100%. That's 100% what they're doing this for. So this is probably a good chance of, like you said, because everyone, again, except for the Black Widow, everybody I mentioned actually is currently in the MCU. Yeah, right. Every, every single one of them is currently there. So it's very possible this is literally the team that they could form. I mean, you could still have Black Widow, just not. Natasha Romanoff. Yeah, but nah. I mean, well, already well, got the well, the team in the movie's already been, already been um, has already been stamped for uh, and approved. So it is Red Guardian, White Widow, um, Winter Soldier, Taskmaster. Taskmaster. Um, and there's one more that I'm missing because it's part of a um, U.S. agent. U.S. agent, yes. And then they have some shadowy figure in the back. Ooh. Yeah, and of Not course, Contessa's supposed to be putting them together. I love her. She just cracked it up. I got nothing against the girl who plays Taskmaster. But not my Taskmaster. No, I mean that. Well, I mean, I hope they improve upon the the character because that was a very poor showing. You know, I prefer when it was he's a mutant, right? Mm-hmm. That can just mimic everyone's. That made more sense instead of the computer recognizing yeah, no, yeah, and then yeah. 
predicting. I'm like, no, I no, heard, the no. The thing is, I'm not no. even. I don't even mind the computer thing. It's just it was just poorly done, and the, and it was just like a one, two, three knockdown. I'm like, really? That's it? And like, then they show her face, and it looks like she's constipated. Like, yeah. come on. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll use that as a closing note. So what else you got for us, Mike? All right. And finally, 10 years ago, Marvel reinvigorated its flagship hero with the most monumental and shocking run in a generation. And to celebrate that milestone, creators Dan Slott and Ryan Stegman return with a brand new Superior Spider-Man tale. The giant-sized one-shot aptly titled Superior Spider-Man Returns Number 1 will feature artwork by Mark Begley, uh, Giuseppe Comancolo, and Umberto Ramos. According to Dan Slott, quote, the challenge Marvel gave me was, for the 10th anniversary, how can we revisit Superior without repeating ourselves and while telling a story that impacts Spider-Man's world today? Superior, uh, Superior Spider-Man Returns is going to take an untold Superior tale and drag it kicking and screaming and violently exploding into the present. It's going to give you everything you liked about Superior, but in new surprising ways. No time travel, no clones, and no way we're telling you how. Read the book, end quote. And for those unfortunate hoes at home that never read the original Superior run, Marvel executive editor Nick Lowe summed it up best with this quote, a run that started with outrage and ended with nearly universal accolade. <laughs> Giant size uh, super, uh, Superior Spider-Man Returns number one will hit stores on October 11th. I can't I'm, lie, I'm, I can't wait for it. I want to. Oh it yeah, out. that I will definitely check out. Yeah, because you you definitely you both love praised Superior Spider-Man. Absolutely, I loved it from book one. Like you took you took a little warming up to it because you were getting yeah, because, all bent out of shape. Yeah, because the I want because not for nothing. Pe Peter is my Spider-Man, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I'm like, let's let's be done with this because we know it's going. They're not keeping Doc Ock. As spoilers, right. they're not keeping Doc Ock in Peter Parker's body, so let's just get on with it. This was like a year, and I'm like, oh man, how are we gonna go? But the storytelling was great, and, and especially to show differences in how uh, it's it's almost like when you guys talked about Orphan Black, when um, Tatiana Maslany had to play somebody who was playing somebody who mm -hmm. was somebody else. Right. It's that kind of intricacy that you felt in the writing, yeah. and also how he handled things. It, I love the book. Yeah. I I love the story. I I thought it was interesting though, the, the simple fact that they're like. Uh, it's basically saying that like if you take a villain and make them live Peter's life, they'll eventually become a hero. Right. Well, the, the only difference here was that it wasn't that simple because that remember like um, part of what ended up uh, allowing Peter's soul spirit, if you want to call it, to um, break Doc Ock's hold over his own body was that it wasn't just that um, he's living Peter's life; he's becoming a, a hero. It, part of what makes Peter Peter was infecting Dr. Octopus, like that, that moral center, which is like, you know, whether you want to call that some part of a soul that you can't take away. Yeah. It was just na the nature of Peter Parker was, was corrupt, corrupting the doc's own opinion. So what that's, and that's what I liked about it is that it wasn't just a, and he got his comeuppance. It's like, no. And it felt organic. He started to learn what it was to actually be a hero. Right. Not to do the right thing, but to want to do the right thing. Because you know, that's what Doc Ock was doing. He was doing the right thing, but, but he was doing it out of spite yeah. to prove he was better. Now he was starting to learn, like, that's not what it is to be a hero. And that's what made, I thought, the great story. Uh, two questions. Yeah. Is the CDC aware of Peter's contagious nature? Also, what's the art not value of uh, Peter's contagious uh, nature? I don't know. You know? I don't oh, know. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's a, that's a great storyline. Did we, we didn't actually review it, though, did we? Yes, oh, we, 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 yes, did we did. Okay, yes, we so did, long. bro. It's been 10 don't, years. Don't Ralph me. Don't Ralph me. <laughs> it's been 10 years. Uh, wait. But, but, but I do remember, though, how you got a little salty, though, um, during the, uh, the Spider-Verse comics when Doc Ock showed up again. 
Yeah. yeah, see, you, see, you yeah. saw his face. He still looks pissed. When Doc Ock, because I mean, in all, we're not talking about on a personality basis, but as a hero, he was superior to Peter Parker. Like, he put thought into the fact that he's like, I don't need to be at every event. I've got robots that could just handle this, this, this you know, purse snatching, you know. Yep. But when he gave that speech, to, and I don't remember the speech now, but when he gave that speech, and even Parker was like, damn. <laughs> even Parker was like, yeah, that you won. <laughs> you know, like his 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 browsing speech was really good. I mean, they, I thought they did a great job, but I don't ever want to see the that again. Well, not just that again. I don't want Doc Ock to be a hero. I don't want that. I actually really after this, I don't need to see they Doc Ock anymore. Killed them off, right? He 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 should have killed him off, but definitely there's no need to make a return. There's none. I don't want to hear that you reset your universe and none of that. I, there's no reason at this point. Kick should have kept him, should have made him dead, and should have kept Craven dead. But that's another story yeah. for another time. So wait, that's all your quick news? That's the news. Wow, and it's both comic book related. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and what about the um, horror films where black people don't die? You mean the horror films and thrillers where black people live till the end? I like mine better, but sure. Yeah. All righty, here we go one more time. And again, shame, shame, if you miss it. Shame, shame, Here's the clue. Childs is a member of an American research station in the Antarctic under attack by a shape-shifting killer. So, correct answers only. The movie is the I, thing. Yeah, I was. Just, I only know the name of the movie. Same. I don't know the name of the character. Well, at least you both did not get double shame because I said you'll definitely get the name of this movie. If you didn't, and by the way, out there, if you didn't get the name of the movie, such shame. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the actor is the fantastic Keith David. Keith David, oh, the one that talks like yeah. Yeah, I, I love that guy. He's a great actor. Never seen the movie. The only reason I know the name of the movie is because I've been watching some Screen Crush reviews of uh, um, Secret Invasion. Okay. And they made reference to... to which hopefully they didn't because okay. I would not know anything about this since I have not seen Secret Invasion. Well, it's because, you know, mm -hmm. ch shapeshifting yeah, yeah, scrolls. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You should know that already. Uh-huh. Anyway. Mike's, Mike's, Mike's getting nervous because he's thinking you're going to go back to your, your spoiling tendencies. Oh, uh, I don't want to hear any more about it. And, and tell you about all Mike's these. gritting his teeth right now. He's like, shut up and move to the next segment. And neither does the audience, who probably also has not seen it. By the, <laughs> please, by the, by the time they hear this, they've probably seen it twice. Hopefully we'll be much more current than that. I hope so. Are you talking about the scene where Nick Fury is dancing along like he's uh, Peter Parker from Spider-Man 3? That's in every movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Before we move on, Ralph, any quick news? What's that? Quick news, like like things you want to add. Really, to this you portion you, of the show? you actually goad him on with this <laughs> because I have to act like that. You know that he's not fucking with me, but he is. I am. But it's an act. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys think wrestling's real too? Okay, <laughs> it's not. Oh, shut up! <laughs> I'm gonna bring a wrestler in here and let him just cold cock you upside the head. That's what happened to that last reporter that said that back in the eighties. <laughs> Tell me this ain't real, Paul. Do you know who did that? I don't remember. I know I know, but I don't remember who it was. Was it one of the reporter? I, I mean, I remember it. I've John seen it. Stossel. I wouldn't remember any of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, for those re listeners who listen, who also watch wrestling, tell me you enjoyed that, what Mike talked about. I enjoyed that, that 2020 episode. But I digress. Let's go to what we're here to talk about, which is Titans Season 4, Part 2. And with the synopsis, is with a guy who probably begrudgingly watched it, Mike, also known as MFG. I just know his taste. I'm just saying. I watched it and finished it before you both of you did. What the hell are you talking doesn't about? doesn't mean you liked it, though. Begrudgingly means... Uh, you said begrudgingly watched it. I, yeah, I, yeah, you watched it. Like you were forced to. Yeah, you know, I had to finish it off. So Titans, hmm. is, 
Titans is a live action rendition of the DC Comics superhero team, Teen Titans, airing on HBO Max, which is now Max, video on demand programming. Titans was created by um, sorry, Akiva Goldsman, Jeff Johns, and Greg Berlante and follows core heroes Nightwing, Starfire, Raven, Beast Boy, and Superboy. The DC Teen Titans comic book series was created by Bob Haney and Bruno Pramiani in Brave and the Bold number... You'll never get that. Never. 54. That's what I said. Uh, back in July of 64, which featured teen sidekicks Robin, Kid Flash, and Aqualad before being joined by Wonder Girl a year later in Brave and the Bold number 60, July of 1965. Titans Season 4 Part 2 does not have a Rotten Tomatoes rating. Actually, that's a lot. It does. It just mathematically doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? Because so, I didn't want anybody checking and being like, he lied. It says it's 100% critics rating. And I'm like, yeah, but it, it says it's 100% of six critics. When you look at the critics and underneath it has their rating, it says three out of five, three and a half out of five. I'm like, well, that's not 100%. <laughs> what they're trying to say is that 100% of the critics who rated it, rated it. Yeah, that would be wrong. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to just say they don't have a rating because that doesn't make any sense. But 68% of the audience rated that such. Uh, IMDb has a weighted average of 70 out of 100. Okay. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Sure, they can. Sure. All right. Little synopsis time. Oh, my God. If only the writer's strike had occurred months earlier. Holy shit. <laughs> when we last saw the Titans... Stuff happened. Uh, it's a lot of plot amnesia and a five-month hiatus later. The gang becomes conscious in a cave. Superboy is still 50% Kal-El, 50% Lex, and 100% bad acting. Uh, <laughs> Rachel is platinum blonde in an evening gown. Gar is missing, and we don't care. Uh, the hunt for Mother Mayhem and Brother Blood intensifies. But after Mother falls victim to her son's powers, Brother Blood joins forces with Superboy to make an evil video game, as you do, I guess. Uh, meanwhile, Starfire accepts her fate to murder blood and stop the threat of Trigon destroying the universe. Skipping across storylines of witchcraft, plague monkeys, ancient Tamaranian texts, blue light devices, and brainwashed villagers, the one thing Titans Season 4 Part 2 made very clear is that it only takes a single afternoon in an 80s-style music montage to learn the fighting skills to be Robin. <laughs> That's it's the way it worked. Uh, does the team have the skills to save the world from colliding with another planet? No. No, they don't. Not a <laughs> single one of them has those skills. Yet the script, the script says they did. If the series finale kept you at the edge of your seat, you either have a tiny chair or a big ass. <laughs> Check for yourself. All right. It's starring uh, Brenton Thwaites as Dick Grayson, Nightwing, and Diop as Coriander, Starfire. Uh, Tegan Croft as Rachel Roth, Ryan Potter as Gar Logan, Joshua Orpin as Connor, a.k.a. Superboy, Jay Lycurgo as Tim Drake, a.k.a. The New Robin, uh, Franca Potente as Mae Bennett, a.k.a. Mother Mayhem, and Joseph Morgan as Sebastian Sanger, a.k.a. Brother Blood. All right, so let's get into it. Titans Season 4, Part 2. But before we even do that, let's press that spoiler button that we paid so much money for. Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. Yeah, and that spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of the very famous Stush Productions. Hey, hey, what are you doing? What are you watching there? Is that Titans on Max? Oh, no, 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 no. That's just Stush. Team Stush! Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. So let me let me ask this before we get started with the actual review. Um, how many of you actually remembered what the hell was going on 
even before you watched the intro? So when I saw the intro, um, it's like a wave just like hit me of, of all the memories of the horribleness that was that first half of the season. Wow. It just like smacked me across the face and then knocked me down a whole flight of stairs and then said, remember me? And I was like, yes, stop the pain. <laughs> oh, wow. That's what it felt like. All right. Yeah. Uh, with me, it was just like, do you remember? Nope. Yeah, but what? I said no. And I said no. Let's move on. And your therapist <laughs> said, it's not good to repress those memories. You have to let them out. And then I told him about the show, and he was like, repress, repress, repress. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're starting off hot. All right. So first off, Mike's comment about um, Superboy's acting was, was, was funny. And I was going to interrupt him because he said 50% Lex, 50% Kal-El, 100% bad acting. I go, so 100% um, um, Henry Cavill. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. How dare you? I knew you were saying How that. dare you? And, where, and where's Troy? Shout out to Troy. Troy's always defending Henry Cavill. He's like, I don't understand. But he calls him Henry Cavill. He goes, what is up with him and Henry Cavill? You know, like, like he's not that bad of an actor. I'm like, really, bro? <laughs> Listen, watch him act. <laughs> I have. I can't stop. It's incredible. You can't stop denying how bad of an actor he is. <laughs> you can't stop denying how bad of an actor I guarantee you if Just he was right here, he'd be like, MFG's right. It's, it's because... <laughs> but you wouldn't believe him because his acting would be bad. <laughs> You're just mad he stopped responding to your text messages. <laughs> how bad of an actor he was? <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't be hurt. Now, if it was Hawk, it's another story. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, Rick, Richter? Rickman? Rickson. Rickson. You always get that name wrong. It's because it's, it's like me and Neil. It's, it's a very odd combination of letters. It should either be Richardson, Richson, or you know. But it's like no. It's because his name is too similar to the guy who played Professor Snape. I know Alan Rickman. I know the famous, the, the late Rickman. Alan Rickman. Sorry. Alan See? Rickman. See? <laughs> See? <laughs> yeah, but at least I wasn't trying to say Hawk's name. That's why I call him Hawk. Hawk. I Hawk. get them confused. Yeah, Hawk. yeah, the New York is really coming through, isn't it? <laughs> Just call him Jack Reacher, like we all. Hawk. Is that I better? cannot wait for Reacher season two. That first season was fantastic. That was Reacher. such fun. Barely know her. All right. All right. After that bad dad joke, let's swing it on back to what we're here to talk about, which is Titans part two, season four, episode seven through seven through 12. All right. So we wake up at, or we wake up. Well, the Titans wake up and they got their asses handed to them by Brother Blood. Um, and His scream. Yeah. I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, it, that uh, kind of reminded me of like when someone like walks in on someone on the shop in the shower and they see them naked. And it's like, oh, my God. No, that screen was when he realized he wasn't getting killed off and was still under contract for, five more, for six more. Wow. <laughs> I got to do how many? Who do I have to sleep with again to get off this show? <laughs> Damn. Do I have to actually put in effort? No, oh, no. Okay. Nobody will. <laughs> so basically, we uh, the Titans end up finding out that well, well, what everybody's really up to, what the cult's really up to, which is to get the horn to be able to um, summon Trigon, which I'm like, oh, really? We're doing this whole yep. Trigon summoning thing again? Yep. Everybody's so horny on that show. <sighs> wow. You had your finger on the pulse. <laughs> I know. Right he, <laughs> he was waiting for the laughter. <laughs> what did you guys think about um, that, part of, that, that part of the series in the beginning where um, it's, it, what, I think it's Dick, Starfire, and Raven. They go to the, to the town. Mm -hmm. um, oh, Cole's Folly? Yeah. I mean, if this wasn't the last season, and if the first part of the last season wasn't so ho-hum, they probably could have done more with it. Like, maybe there was a better story that was going to, but this just seemed prolonged. It did. Because it was two episodes it took for them to get out of there, and I'm like, 
You've just wasted two episodes out, only, out of six. It should have only been one. It should have been half of one. In fact, they should have been like, we're not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, where have you guys been? Oh, we went to this town. We were brainwashed, got out of it, and got the horn. Anyhow, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guess you, you weren't too impressed either, huh, Rob? I'll say this. The simple fact that... Um, they use deafness as a way to like um as like a as a tool or a device to help assist the heroes to get you know like just to get them give them exposition mm-hmm. right and then um you would think that starfire would be stronger right mentally as well right, right. i get dick because you know he's had quote unquote training from from bruce to mm-hmm. protect himself probably from Martian Manhunter, because you know Bruce is always like, I don't want to be around that guy because he can read my thoughts and he'll see. And he knows I'm a dick. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so he probably received that training, but then even then, he's like slowly succumbs and, and and like comes back and he's like, okay, okay, I get it. I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm the first one to toot, you know, Dick's horn. Right. Just just to right after Starfire. Wow. This yeah. is just right after Starfire. This sounds dirty. Go ahead. <laughs> I love me some Nightwing. That's not a secret. Well, after you're tooting Dick's horn, I mean, sure. Of course. <laughs> but, like, come on. But did he love him back? Like, you, you don't have to. Yeah. I'll say this. At the, the fight scene in the church. Yeah, that was, that, that that was, was pretty good. good. Yeah, that, that was, was good that, scene. That, that was a good fight That scene. was very reminiscent of the church fight scene in, um, oh, the movie with, um, oh, fudge. The, the, the one with. The Last Temptation of Christ? No, the, <laughs> the spy movie. that the, 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 Devil's Advocate? No, 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 no. It'll come to me later on. Anyway. But it was it was a really it was a well choreographed scene. It reminds me of a couple movie scenes that I've seen. Oh wait, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, which thank one you. Is it? Uh, the one with mm-hmm. the guy that gets not, shot in the head. Not the, gen- not the gentleman. The oh, what's the name of the? Yes. We reviewed it. It had a, a sequel. Yeah. Country roads. He comes back in the second movie. Samuel Jackson is the main villain. Oh, you're talking about the... Um, now you're going to make me forget. See, uh-huh. now you forced me to forget this. The <laughs> See, we couldn't be heroes. We, in Call's Follow, we'd be it's fucked. The, <laughs> the Kingsman. 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 Yeah. I was like, the, the Kingsman. Kings. Kings. Like, man, there you go. So yeah. I think I'm, that, that fight For all scene, of the audience member out there, were you, were you having a tough time too, or were you following <laughs> along with us? We're not going to edit that out. We're keeping it just for you to see where our thought process goes. And that it took three of us <laughs> to get the kids. We're like the Stygian witches of podcasting. We're all passing around this brain like, anything? Nope, nothing. <laughs> Which but, is ironic because I love that movie so much. I can watch that forever. Oh, The Kingsman is a great yeah. movie. And then they made a sequel. Yeah. And, and a prequel. prequel. And a pre- the prequel was good. No, did you watch the prequel? I did not. It's actually good. What? It's, no, it actually is good. I kind of trust no, you. It's, it's I kind of trust you. It's not you. as good as the first one because the first one was... Was just a lot of fun. This one was more serious, a lot, a little less fun, but it was a good, and it was a, it, it was, was a little. It surprised you too how it ended. Yeah, you know how like the whole thing came. But anyhow, all right. But yeah, I was just saying that church scene with Dick Grayson and, and the, the whole fight. That was that was. Oh, great. that church scene! I forgot all about the other. Yeah, that man, that was that great. Was, that, was, like, that was great. Colin Farrell can kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Colin Farrell. It's Colin. Colin Firth. 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 That's Colin right. Firth. Yeah, the F right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Colin Firth. It's the, it's, the, it's the F that made me think of Colin Farrell. Wow, because <laughs> that bomb gets dropped a lot. I know. <laughs> but um, also, I mean, before they break out of um that that town, there was that whole episode with Dick and Corey. So it's funny because Mike said you you wasted an episode. Do you feel like that that 
that that episode with Dick and Corey, the whole they thought they were a couple that were together and they had to like, you know, mm-hmm. didn't you feel that was necessary? Well, she thought he was still resisting the whole thing. But she was. But, but, but you but, thought it was necessary to build like their their story together or well, something like well, that? Well, bring it back because they've been kind of touching at it, touching at it, but they didn't do it the whole season never since they hooked up in the first I just season. don't feel it was a good example of them being a couple. I mean, you know, like that whole like, how many, how many TV shows and movies have we seen the... We have to fake pretend to be a couple. Oh, we're a couple. And you're like, eh. and I've seen it done better. Yeah, far better. <laughs> uh, um, my question is, sure, Cole's, uh, was it Cold Folly? Cole's, Cole's Folly. Folly. Mm-hmm. Um, or Cole's Folly. It didn't seem so like you know, backwards of a town. They they seem to have modern technology. Why did he find two Walkmans and not like some digital recorders? Or their own phones. Yeah. <laughs> right? Just like, hey, record your shit in here and just put a little thing that says, hey, play me, you know? Yeah. I believe me. I, there's a lot of questions to that. And then... That, I, that whole kid. I mean, because that's been a long time, too. Remember the kid? Because he's been waiting for, like, since he was a little kid. That yeah, guy, so, that, so, like, sitting there like, at the edge of... At the edge he's of been the, there for, like, over 10 years or something, something like, like that. that yeah. yeah. I'm like, really? <laughs> I, I guess you don't need much to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let, let me not go beat by beat because that's one thing I promised myself in, in this second half of the year. You so failed. Not, so not, I, I'm, I know. But let, <laughs> let's, let's more focus on, I mean, because we can focus on certain beats. And obviously, you guys will bring up the beats that you feel are really important. But I feel as like long as we don't focus on Gar Logan. Wow. So let's talk about Gar Logan. <laughs> I mean, I'm just making fun of that. That storyline went nowhere. Like, it went like that storyline started and resolved as if someone went, Oh, we're not going to be canceled. We've been guaranteed five more seasons. Let's just start poking our bed. Oh, we're done. Yeah. That's, <laughs> you know? I, I was just about to say that that whole Gar storyline felt like they were um, planning for a spinoff, you know, like Warriors of the Red or something like that, which would have been interesting. Not that interesting. If if they also mentioned that there's also a green, right? You know, and I just okay. make, make him say, oh, I. I thought it was stupid that they're like, oh, the reason that your animals are green is because you self-actualize and you like green, so you make your animals green. Yeah, that was, that was kind of like, yeah, that was dumb. I'm like, really? That makes yeah. no for, sense. And, and, and Ralph, for the new listeners that don't understand what the hell you're talking about, you said the red and the green. Could yes. you give it a, so, a real short explanation? So um, there are two primordial sources. The red represents all the animals uh, and or creatures with blood inside of them. The green represents the nature, the plant life. Um, and sw- nothing represents insects at all. Yes. Because nobody wants to represent insects. No, Go ahead. <laughs> Swamp Thing is the avatar of the green. He's been the avatar of the green for a while. You remember that really good uh, series that uh, got canceled for no good reason. Yes. And then uh, the red has had multiple avatars, including they mentioned uh, Animal Man, Vixen, and I And we got to meet Buona Beast. Yes. Guana Beast, that was actually quite interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. Wow. Quite <laughs> interesting. That's quite interesting. It was cool to see the uh, fusion of the... Right, uh, his, his fusion ability. Yeah. No, that was cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't really the... I mean, I was just wondering. It's one of those things where... Have you ever, like, been to a family party and you were wondering where somebody is just to wonder where they are? Then when you find out where they are, you're like, oh, okay, never mind. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like that. That's what I, I felt about Gar. Like, I wonder like, where so-and-so is. Oh, I, I don't want to know. I want to wonder where they are. <laughs> right. The Guano Beast came off as quite the ass. Guana. That's what I said. No. Guano Beast? No. No, yeah. no. That's just, that's bat shit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
he, he came off as quite an asshole and, and almost sinister in a way. Because yeah. he was like uh, telling Gar, like, you have to be the next avatar of the Red. You have to do what the Red says. You're telling me that? I'm like, fuck you. I ain't doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just... And then to find out he was already dead, I'm like, eh, I, I don't care. I, I really did not care at this point. It, and then... Wait, he, Gar, was, he was already dead? Yeah, because remember that he was showing him something from the past. He needed to replace him because he, he was already done. Oh, yeah. Right. He said dead. No, he was. He was dead. I think he was supposed to... He was showing him the past, but I think he was dead and was hanging on until there was a replacement. I don't think he was, existed in our physical realm anymore. Oh, he only existed in the red. I think so. I think that's what they were trying to say. But again, I don't care. <laughs> it's just it's like you didn't care enough to look. And when he did that whole, like, I'm just going to go universe hopping until I yeah. find a red. And I'm like... Since when does the red do that? Yeah, I'm like, this is just... You, you, what, are you trying to make me want to watch the Flash movie? You failed. <laughs> well, speaking of, uh, uh, of Titans that, that storylines went nowhere, how about that Raven? How about that Raven? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just felt like, like, like nothing was really done. I mean, they, her, I've gotten her my becoming, powers back and a dress. Yes. I've never worn a dress. And I'm white. <laughs> yeah. But I'm white. But, you know, I'm, I'm in white. <laughs> you know. No, I've gotten my powers back. Let me not use them at all until the, the very end yeah. and also have them be so underpowered yeah. from what I normally am. And, and also, let me now talk. I'm such a gentle... I'm like, just stop this whole... It, it was just... It was insane. And also, like, I think I even mentioned to you, Ralph, or something like we were talking about briefly a while ago, and I said, it felt like the only reason she was in the costume, and not because we know that Raven in the comics is always in her evening gown. I don't know what the deal is with that. But that's just her costume. Because men draw her. Go yeah, ahead. Exactly. Um, that's I'm not slit. saying I, I don't like it. I'm just saying men draw her. Slit got higher and higher every year. Because that's her armpit at the end. Yeah. Um, but since you didn't go factual, and then, like I said, it's a costume out of... No, literally, she got powers back and got a costume with it. It made... And that gossamer cape was horrible. Anyhow. Um, and those <laughs> it shoes. It was rancid. And those shoes. No kidding. Um, but it's... All I said was... This is the last outing for this series, and her agent was like, she's got a figure, we need to get it out there, so that guys want her in other stuff. No lie, that's all it felt like. It was like, there's no reason she's in this push-up bra dress after three years, or three and a half seasons of never wearing an outfit like this. This was the, oh, we gotta make her attractive, and hopefully she'll get another job. <laughs> you know, that's what it felt like. And a little fan service for the nerds who like that version of her yeah. in the comics. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, once again, another character didn't go anywhere. Right. Was there a character you felt like went anywhere? Because, I mean, because we, 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 we're talking, we still have Corey. Oh, Starfire. <laughs> I'm kidding. That was a worthless. Wow. She has been worthless as far as a, a transition of story for a season and a half. That whole blue, blue light. What does it do? Blue light. <laughs> like, and the fact that it's a power that she just acquired about a season ago doesn't understand, and yet Lex Luthor has already developed a machine, named it Codename Starfire, and has duplicated the power that he knows nothing about, and neither does she. No, well, apparently, it was a power that she was born with, and she always had inside of her. Right, but again, no one but, knew. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, and, and Lex knew that it was the answer to stop Trigon and, <laughs> and blood, blood, um, Brother Blood, but yet no one knew of this power. <laughs> you know? It was only foretold in the prophecies. Of, of, by the way, of a Tamaranian text where you're like, the Tamaranians never said that they kept visiting Earth. Why is there a text here? And you can't translate a language without having any basis of knowing what it is. So if you don't have anything to start with, I don't care how smart you are, you cannot 
crack a code with zero knowledge of what the code represents. Because it's not a code like, it's not tamarine symbol equals every letter of the alphabet. This is a code, th these are words. It's like, like looking at, if you had never seen Chinese before or don't speak Chinese and saw the characters, you're not going to go, oh, I think that means hello. There'd be no reason you would think that. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. that you'd be right. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're Lex Luthor. Yeah, there you go. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> how, about another, how about another character development? Connor. Tweet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Did, did they just, did they dedouche him for the beginning of part two, then redouched him? Yes. And yeah. like, and, and, and I was like, wait, oh. he seems a little bit more like chill. And then he gets real, real douchey. And then when he starts to say, well, I saw the error of my ways and try to help you out. Yeah. Uh, and then, and it's like, they, it was, they super douched him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was Massengill. <laughs> but he was douchey. See, it was, it was a build to the end with the whole thing of you know him being confused about you know both sides of his life. I get that. And he was like, okay, I'm going to embrace his Luther side. Went a little bit too far, but it was fine. But they felt like they went back and forth here. You know what it felt like? It was like the, the director said, all right, um, what's, what's the actor's name that played? Oh, uh, uh, Joshua Orpin. All right. So they said, hey, Josh, all right, come here real quick. All right. So I want you to play a version of Lex Luthor. Um, do you know Michael Rosenbaum? He played Lex Luthor in Smallville. Okay, look at that. That was the perfect example, right? Don't do that. Just do something horrible, <laughs> and you got it. Well, it was almost like he was—he came back and he was like, "All right, I watched Michael Rosenbaum. All right, what did you learn? I shaved my head. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's all I got out of that. <laughs> you know? Michael Rosenbaum did a great. Oh, Lex he was Luther. fantastic. Shout out to, shout out to Michael he, Rosenbaum. He was a great Lex Luthor and a great Flash. Yeah. Yes, he was. <laughs> in, he was in the animated series. How could you, you be know? good at two, <laughs> two DC characters at the same time? Jeez. Well, okay. Well, I mean, Chris Evans did it in in, in um, Marvel, but okay. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. The oh. machines are rising. Someone, Siri. someone didn't silence their phone. My, phone's, my phone is silenced. Mm -hmm. But if Siri works, it works. Oh, you mm -hmm. said it again. You said it again. <laughs> Dang, damn it. Yes, this it is, is what we deal with on this show, if you're wondering. Yeah. <laughs> you probably thought we were smooth professionals, but no. Now no. you understand my anger and my pain. I your meal. No, I'm just a smooth criminal. Dun, 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 dun. That's your next drop that you'll never be able to find on the soundboard. <laughs> but but, but I, one thing I also noticed was that um, it felt so like when he ended up saying he's going to work with Dick on helping them get, you know, get the, with the battery, with the whole thing with the with um, um, containing the battery and the, the blue light battery. Yeah, that um, no it, felt, it felt so easy. Like he was like, yeah, you know, I, I got to talk to you. And, and even though in my heart as a, as a hero fan, I'm like. Okay, he's turning. He's turning around. I was like, "Wait, that's way too easy." Like I was waiting for him to go, "Surprise, suckers, fuck you!" And just, yeah, <laughs> it was just a waste. It was, it was another waste of a character and a waste of time. His whole like going solo act was just like, "Oh, I wanted to prove to my you know dead uh, creator father guy that I can do it on my own and I don't need a team." Yeah. I and want to prove to somebody that I never met until the moment he died and couldn't give two damn. And he's about at this point, you know, it's just it was just one of those where it's like it's there's no reason Lex has not been involved in his life. Yeah. He hasn't been involved in Lex. He's not involved in Superman. Just move on. You know, this would have made more sense if they said that because of the two forms of DNA in his body, uh, he developed some sort of split personality. And there was the Lex side that was taking over. They that did that been, in the comics and it didn't go well. At least that would have been. It would have been better than this. Yes, it would have been better. Because it would have been explainable. <laughs> right. This this was his choice. Right. He this, chose. Yeah. This was just like, well, I've only met one of my dads, and 
I'm just going to go with the evil one that we know that everybody hates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah well, I mean, that, that's another um, dead end. Dead end. Um... Then there's Tim Drake. Oh. I actually like Tim Drake. I like I him, like, but it's just, I like it's him. pointless at this point. I kind of like, I, I like the fact that, that um, Dick sent him to Gotham and that Jason, unbeknown, uh, unbeknownst to, um, to, to Tim, that he's training him. I kind of like that. In an though, afternoon. Yeah. 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 One move. That's all we saw him teach him was one move. I'm like, that must be the most takedown move ever. <laughs> <laughs> and then a wizard goes, zap. <laughs> That's the one hit kill. <laughs> so Tim Drake would have made more sense of a character if he was introduced two seasons yes. ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, because by this point, they're like, all right, Dick, you, I mean, uh, Tim, you go with so-and-so. Like, no matter who he's paired up with, they're like, why is it? Oh, fodder. Okay. Mm -hmm. In case someone shoots, I have someone to block. It's, it's <laughs> the Mike Green Hour. It's the Mike um, Green Hour argument. Is that what? It's the Mike. It, it's the MFG Green Hour argument. Which is? Um, why are archers useful on, on a super powerful team? Yeah, if you're fighting Thanos and you have Superman, or not Thanos, if you're fighting Darkseid, you have Superman and you have Wonder Woman and you have Green Lantern and you're like, and Green Arrow, um, I guess, you know, wait for us. <laughs> what do you bring to the team? Bandages. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has the, the um, expandable net arrows for, so that when all the collateral damage happens and the buildings are falling apart, he can use those, the tensile strength of those nets to catch all the rubble so it doesn't go. hit the, the street. So are you saying that's the only reason why you felt like t um, Tim Drake was not valuable in this series? I mean, his his growth, if you want to call it that, was fine. He's probably the only character that had any form of growth only because he had to grow up, grow into his character a bit. But his wasn't enough. And then also he didn't have time. Like Ralph said, he should have been introduced at least a good season earlier. Also, the, uh, the love story also seemed rushed. It was just bland. Well, I it, was just that, the, yeah. it was just to bring in that like, Oh, Tim Drake in the comics is bisexual, so we need to do something here. It was fan. It was it was service. I wouldn't even say it was exactly fan service, which it is, but it also just felt like um, just service to, to for diversity's sake. Even not, and I, I don't like to crap on productions for 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 using diversity, but this just felt like uh, here we go. Do we we wanted to have Raven kiss a girl, but that doesn't work right. So <laughs> here you go. DC stands for diversity cause. <laughs> <laughs> Do they even mention that he's bisexual here? No, here he just seems to be gay, and that's right. fine. But I'm just saying in the comics, he's bisexual, which it, means it, it goes But it nowhere. does feel forced. Yeah, it, it just, it, yeah. Especially, I mean, for those who don't listen to the old episodes, check it out what Mike has talked about time and time again, how DC has tried. <laughs> if some companies are woke, DC is not woke. And yeah. when it comes to yeah, diversity and representation, DC loves to, like, <laughs> destroy certain images of a lot of characters. So for them to but they very just main they maintain the status quo of of stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So so for me I was like to see that to see Tim was was good, but I was like it, it was done like you said it was very rushed. Yeah. It was very rushed. But I was so happy for Tim. I was I was, I was, I was very happy for yeah, Tim. Yeah, you know, I was happy I was happy when he got the costume, you know. Yes. I was like, oh my god. The only thing I was mad about and I mean and I'm the first person to be like do we have to keep changing costumes? was that they didn't give him an individual Robin costume. Like, he yeah, just got Robin's old one. costume. Yeah. I was very surprised. I was like, oh, you didn't give him a slightly different suit? I'm shocked, actually, you know. Would you have preferred that he, they gave him a, a, a Red Robin-esque style costume? It didn't have to be that. I mean, you know, but I just, but remember, like, even all the Robins, every time they had a new Robin, they had a, different, a slightly different costume. They just yeah. gave him the exact same costume. I was just very surprised at that. It, but that it, was just a little thing. It looked like it was actually the same costume that they gave uh, the guy who... Yeah. Um, the Red Hood. I, 
You talking about the, uh, the redhead guy? I can't. Yeah. Think of yeah. Jason Todd. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the name I was trying to go for the name of the actor. I don't know the, the name of the character. Yeah, we're not doing that. My, my Mike's already tired from the other names he had to read. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, and I jinxed him too. So I jinxed him as well. Mike, you had one job amongst many other jobs. <laughs> so, so now we, so now, um, it's funny because you guys shot down everything. So are we saying Dick wasn't even a good? Oh God. <laughs> so. Remind me, what's the um, what's the policy on secret identities? Because it would seem that everybody fucking knew. Is it? Yeah. Was I watching well, an episode he's of the Flash? Around, he's hanging around with every. Let's put it. Everyone knows who the Team Titan team is. Mm-hmm. They know there is a guy with a mask on, which is now Nightwing. Even if you didn't know who it is, he's hanging out with Starfire, who everyone knows. Rachel, who has no code name, but everyone knows who she is. They're hanging around with Gar. He's got green hair. I don't know why that's enough, but that's enough. And he's <laughs> hanging around with Superboy. So every time Dick Grayson is hanging around that entire exact same team, yep. it's obvious, oh, you must be Robin slash Nightwing. There is no question about that. Because yep. <laughs> you're with these exact same people. You know? And then when Tim Drake goes back to Gotham and he's like, oh, Dick Grayson sent me. Oh, you know Dick Grayson? Fuck Dick Grayson. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck you up. Huh. Like, yeah, oh, everybody but, knows. But he crazy. said that I'm like, so Bruce. Everyone knows Bruce Wayne is bad. But what the hell is going on around here? <laughs> Some crazy shit. So, I, I, so I, I guess no dick. No, he had zero. It almost felt like he reversed growth. Yes. <laughs> like also, he, he was. He was just like. He was just like his genitals just sucked back up. <laughs> you know. His leadership style was like, eh. you you want to do that? Okay, sure. Oh, Starfire went rogue. I guess we could find her. Let's, let's, let's figure that out. Yeah, his leadership style was just kind of like, well, I wouldn't do that, but you're going to find out it was a bad idea. <laughs> and it'll cost the team. <laughs> you know? he, he went as close to almost being like, oh, wait, wait, you were gone? To Gar. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize you weren't there. <laughs> I thought you just turned into another super, uh, another little virus and shot yourself up into the Super Bowl. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened to you. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it was, I don't know if they, the director told the actor, like, hey, um, just play it aloof, you know, like I, pretend you care, but don't really care. Well, it just felt like, especially Dick more than it felt like he was constantly like having to do his dialogue in between calls to his agent for another role. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Is there any, I mean, cause I'm going to ask about the villain in a second. Is there anything positive about our heroes in this second half of the, of the season? Well, Starfire, she blew up. Yeah. Oh no, no, she's fine. <laughs> so that was good, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. Uh, and shout out to Lady J when I say this because she knows it's true. So don't be. Oh, you said it. I could watch Starfire read me the alphabet, and I'd be fine. <laughs> I think that's partially why I enjoyed the series so much. I'm like, wow, I I really like Starfire, <laughs> or the actress who played Starfire. Yes, she was pretty hot, and she was very attractive as well. Oh. But, um, both. Um, you, why are you encouraging him? <laughs> is this simpatico? Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, let's see. Yes, they like good stuff. Huh? Good stuff. You're struggling. Good they stuff. like home and we wanna go. Oh my oh. god! This happens when we get air. Okay, let me throw it out so there. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm trying to because uh, as Bart was gonna finish the thought, you started singing Harry Palafonte, and what the hell? This, this shows off the rails. I feel like Dick with my leadership. Oh my <laughs> yes, it is a Dick leadership. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about Brother Blood because Brother. Bl- 
I've never seen you saw Ralph's face right now. I've never seen him make a face like that about anything. It's all right. So he plays a whiny, petulant child for most of it. Yep. Um. Then it's like, uh, here's your toy. Oh no, you took my toy away. So let me throw a tantrum, child. Then it's like, oh, I've I've gained some power. Um, but I'm still a petulant child. He was yeah. constantly in his bro- his bigger brother's bigger clothes. Yeah. That's what it felt like, you know. Then he's like, also, like, since um, Trigon, right? Trigon. Mm-hmm. Trigon. You know Trigon. Trigon, of course. Yeah. You know Trigon. Super powerful, extra dimensional. Well, the whole point is Starfire is here because he will destroy the universe. Right. Not not just a city, a state. He's not going to like set the wildfires in California. In He's not stubbing the toes of every other left-handed <laughs> yeah, person yeah, on no. the planet. He can destroy the universe. That's how powerful he is. But he can't beat his own child. He can't beat the Teen Titans. <laughs> like at, at, seriously, at, at this point, I'd feel better if Trigon was defeated by the Scooby-Doo gang and revealed to be an angry farmer in a latex Halloween mask. It would make much more sense <laughs> at this point. No, you know what would make more sense? What's that? If uh, Squirrel Girl crossed universes and came and uh, was it the name of the squirrel Bazooka Joe? I don't know the name of the damn squirrel. Just comes and punches Trigon and he's like, nope, nope, not doing this. And then just goes away. That would have made more yeah. sense. Because his introduction <laughs> was really cool. He's coming out of that burning pit and it's like, oh, and you're dead. Yep. I'm like, really? That... He's that easy to kill? Quickly. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, dude, like do you have those soft chest bones like a vampire? Like, he just reached into his heart. And Give me up. Yeah, so I'm like, that's it? All I heard in my head was the Mortal Kombat, finish him. <laughs> You're right. But you know what's funny? That's the trend with the show. Like, the, 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 the final, what we call in video game land, final boss fights. Right. Like, 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 like the, you're building up to the climax where, where, you've, where the big bad fights, you know, the team or, or, the, or the individual. Always seem fast, and this one seemed. I mean, well, this one was like one, two, three, because I mean, he wasn't the main villain, but he was built up to be it. But it was like, but even, boom, 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 dead. But but Trigon versus Brother Blood was fast. Trigon, I mean, Brother Blood versus Mom, that was fast. And then um, Brother Blood versus the Titans was fast too. Yeah, like it made no sense and was fast. It was built. Uh, so why uh, did they bring her back if he was just going to kill her again? Yeah. I, I think the writer hated his own mother. <laughs> just, oh, man. Just was like, yeah, yeah bring that cow back. <laughs> I'll kill her again. And then, and so Brother Blood's a vampire? He does something weird with blood. It's not like he, no, I, I, I don't even know. And even in the comics. Both, show, makes, both shows didn't get it right. Yeah, huh? I was going to say, the comics, it makes no sense what he does, you know. He bites the dude's arm, sucks the blood power out. Yeah. And he's like enjoying it. He's like, oh, yeah, it's a good vintage. Oh, yeah. oh, it's yeah. really good. Yeah, no, it, uh, it, none of it Notes made of cinnamon. Like, what the hell? <laughs> notes of cinnamon. And the thing is, I felt bad for uh, uh, Franca Patente, the, the woman that, that played my Mother Mayhem, because I like she's a good actress. Yes. She's such a good, and I'm just like, I understand, you know, she's got to pay, she's got bills to pay, but I'm like, this felt like you've, it felt like you lost a bet, <laughs> you know? It's not as bad as Raul Julia, but it's pretty Oh, bad. no, thank But Raul Julia did the same thing for me. He was dying from cancer, yeah. and he did that, so, you know, he was like, I got I to make sure my family's paid. Yeah. Hey, some, the sacrifices you make for your family. <laughs> I'm going to make sure they get residuals on this. This film will never be seen again, Raul. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Even people who saw it don't remember it. <laughs> so what was quicker, the, the, the final boss fight between the Titans and Brother Blood or how quick the Titans are quick to break up? They were quicker than the Guardians. Yes. 
before that, what's the deal with Brother Blood's costume? Like the the one that he also just suddenly got when he dipped into a pool of blood? Yes. I don't know. They're gonna make toys out of it, that's why. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Makes sense. There's a toy line coming out. I mean it's you know, because his costume in the in the comics is like half a skull head Mm -hmm. on top of his and you know. Comics it works, this didn't work. It looked like Every piece was rubber and latex. That's what it looked like, you know, like those bones. I'm like they're rubber. Are you thinking a little, a little like Comic Con cosplay? Yeah, it did. So you're telling, telling me don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Got it. Okay. <laughs> or at least if you're gonna do it, do it better. Right. So you got an actual skull on my head? Yes. Okay. I have names. I know a guy. <laughs> oh, wow. I've you, got several in the closet. This got dark quick. <laughs> I got several in the closet. Whatever you need. Was that a race joke? <laughs> Listen, does it have to be human or do you want some animal? <laughs> wow. I have either. It doesn't matter. Holy I, hell. I got the NAACP on speed All right, dial. all right, all right. Let, 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 let's, let's bring it to the, them saying goodbye to each other. Actually, wait, well, hold on. There's an episode we skipped, and I'm sorry. I mean, we didn't, we didn't go beat by beat. But how did you feel about the, um, the episode with the, um, the Doom Patrol? It made me rather watch a Doom Patrol <laughs> show than the one I was watching. Um, it was fine. I mean, you know, it was, it was fine enough. You know, it was fine I, enough. Yeah. It what? didn't make me, it didn't make the show better. <laughs> you know? Again, reinforce my statement of that is now how the red works. Yeah. I, I was just like, what? Wait, so they're, they're trapped in the red until they learn a lesson? Was this like a, uh, uh, what was it? A Saturday? No, not an Saturday. Afternoon, after school special? Yes. There yeah. you go. Yeah, was I mean, it an after school special that they have to learn? Oh, you know, lying isn't good. You know, now that I've learned this, I'll never be a liar kind of a situation. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least nobody died getting hit by a car crossing the street, <laughs> which is how every after school special happened. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it was kind of stupid because, like, you see um, Gar playing the video game before it gets announced. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then, like, White, uh, White Starfire then shows up. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. So she has to learn something, too. Oh, all right. Sure, I guess. Yep. She has to learn to stop being guilty over not having killed Sebastian. You know, I'm like, let's just move along. Yes. <laughs> Made no sense. Yeah. I, I can't even... I literally cannot describe the fight scene with Brother Blood at... At uh, all I remember Star is Star Lab. Yeah, I, I, I can't even describe it. I just remember being no that portal sense. with the blue light, and, and then he died. And that he has... Remember, he drank the blood... Of Trigon. So he said, he goes, I have his power. This is a being that can destroy the universe. Mm-hmm. And he was having a rough time with Dick Grayson. He's still human, <laughs> though. That's, that's the problem. You see, that's, the humanity just brings it down a notch. Yeah, but, but had very little problem <laughs> with Superboy and Starfire. Yes. But it was just Dick Grayson. I'm like, really? <laughs> Even Tim gave him a rough tumble. I'm like, you know he only has one move. <laughs> like, like in, and he I mean, it's evidently it. a really good move, but it's only one. He projects that move, though. You know. So if you know what you're doing, you can like, oh, just move to the side. And yeah. Boom, whoop, 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 yeah. yeah. You know? It, it, it felt kind of stupid, too. That you have this, uh, I guess, it didn't make sense. They build this machine, but they don't have the ability to power it. Right. Right? Or, or I guess, the way they said it, in order to, to get to um, Tamarin, they would need X amount of power that they don't have the ability to. So what have they been using it for, though? Right. Well, like, also, how did you test this? Like, how do you know it works? Yeah. At all. Right. Like, to me, it just feels like it's all theory. And also, the Earth was going towards Tamarin, right? No. So or it's, were they it's, coming? It's, it, was, it was a wormhole. That was, oh, it was a wormhole. Right, that wormhole. was bringing, but was it bringing Tamarin? It was Tamarin to Earth. I think. Right. Okay. It, was, it was like they were, it's, it's like they had the wormhole open, like a viewing glass, and they're traveling towards it. Towards right. But Tamarin. what I'm saying, though, is like, but. 
Which way was, what, right. was it going? Something had to be moving towards something the else. Earth going through the wormhole to go to Tamarind? Or the other so it's, it's the folded space theory oh, okay. where it's like you're, you're, okay. you're bringing the, the distance between the two places right. okay. closer together. Right. Okay. I see what you're saying. I That's, see what you mean. So it's just a window. But right. it, it made no sense, though. Like they were just doing that for visual. Right. I guess they had some extra money in their VFX budget. And they're like, let's have a cool right. window thing showing them traveling. Yeah. But that's not how wormholes work. It's just yeah. a, a, a connection and then it shows up. Right. You know? Right. Exactly. So, well, yeah. So I was like, yeah, no, it was bad. It just, I just felt like it should have been like uh, the viewing screen should have been like made by Atari. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then also like you, you have this uh, Star Labs. Not dumb people, right? They're they're pretty smart. Last they only got check. one good employee, though. <laughs> Just the one. <laughs> um, but like, they have this thing. You would think that they would make it easier to shut down without having to like unplug some four massive cables oh that you God. need. Here is something that strength. could potentially destroy the Earth. Well, we've got a nine-hour shutdown process on this thing, <laughs> but this thing's going to crash in 90 seconds. I said it's a nine-hour shutdown. Well, what would you want the other way? Would you want we have this big machine that could destroy the entire universe? Oh, blow on it! Oh, it just stopped. <laughs> I think yes. It, 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 it must have been made a wish. <laughs> also, could, could we have made the uh, power transfer system less uh, tentacly rapey? Yeah, yeah. Like like your power transfer system is. It's literally a dungeon set of cuffs <laughs> to legs, arms, and neck. Yes. What were you thinking was going to power this? <laughs> Powered by hentai? I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, like, like, it's literally positioned to hold a being, a human being. In pro I'm like, what were you thinking was the power source exactly? You know? We have our next t-shirt. Powered by hentai. We can't even <laughs> sell that, bro. <laughs> we can't even announce it on the podcast. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So let me ask you, because it sounds like we're coming to the end. Oh, so speaking of the end, did anybody think that they reshot that ending after they realized that there's no oh, longer anymore? Back. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, it just felt like they were like, well, we've got to, you know, we got to hint towards next season. No, no season? Oh, just... Oh, so she's alive. We're not going to even pretend she died. Okay. <laughs> you know. Wow. Was anybody hearing the uh, Breakfast Club music as that, you as everything was about going yes. on? Yes. Right? <laughs> I, I can't even lie. I, I did we saved the day. Well, got to go. <laughs> I, enjoyed, I enjoyed Dick and Corey having their happy ending. But I mean, I'm happy felt, about felt too, that. But it felt too syrupy sweet. I'm like... Ooh, this is really. But great. they should have just. What they should have just done is like instead of like even the she could have died. It's like just don't make it so. Make it that they made this device work and she set it off and flew away. Like like don't even put the pretense. It's like because that pretense was so like oh she's dead. I and forgot it, about yeah. that. Oh my gosh. Because yeah, there remember there's the big explosion. In the you, sky. Well, remember you yeah. just said it and I feel the same way. I forgot about like yeah. the ending. I was thinking about brother's blood died. Then they talk about let's go to a dinner. I forgot about the whole thing yeah. about she went away. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they're, they're like looking. They're like and then they start to walk away and then like she's zipping down and she's, they're like oh here she is and I'm like. Really? That was our tension? <laughs> All of two seconds? <laughs> you know. Uh, question. Yeah. Did the explosion in the sky precede the spirit in the sky? Wow, you went for a double. <laughs> that was even worth half. Yeah. <laughs> Not a good song? It's a good no. song. It's a good song. <laughs> All right. Is so, there though so so apparently Starfire had the original fire also inside of her as well? I don't know. We we don't know. 
No, the blue fire is her original power. But then when she, when she, when she ah. expends that blue fire to destroy blood of the blood and she comes back, it's an orange fire again. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. yeah. It's not like we got any explanation before then. So. Was her sister like flying somewhere and then it just stopped and went back to her? Wow. She just falls down. Oh, Damn God. you, Starfire! Damn you. <laughs> you will rule the day. All right, all right. Are we going to put this put this to bed like, oh, like oh, the Max did? Well, just so far, so like we were saying, so that uh, it ends, Starfire lives, and the team just literally, everybody goes their separate ways. Literally. Yeah, like, like, I'm like, and, and Tim, what was he going to do? Is he gonna he was going to stay, wasn't he going to stay in Gotham or, or stay behind the, you Star know, Lab or something? Yeah, and, like they were going to keep. And, and work his staff. Some, I don't know. Some, some, some of <laughs> I think that's pretty much what we were left with, you know. Tim? <laughs> yeah. Tim was, he said he was going to travel between Gotham and Metropolis. Oh, okay. Something like, he said he wanted to be based in Metropolis, but he'll be going back and forth or something like that. Oh, okay, okay. And then, because uh, Raven said she's going to Bloodhaven. Right. Gar's going back into the Red. Right. And then. No, I'm sorry. Did, didn't, um, didn't Tim say he's going to Bloodhaven too? No. No. No, no, it was just no. Raven. Raven's going to Bloodhaven. I thought it was a, Tim said it and then Raven said she'd join him. I thought that was the order. No. Nah, no, no, no. Because Tim, Tim wants to stay, yeah, in Metropolis. But I think he too also said something about going to Gotham. Like they, well. It needs a protector. Yeah. And I'm like, and it's going to be you with your one move? <laughs> <laughs> like, criminals will get wise to that after a while. Leave Tim alone. Leave Tim alone. All right, you stand there. And you stand over there and go. There's going to be, it's gonna be like a, a circle. And they're just going to be watching him. Like, watch, watch. He's, he's telegraphing it right there. All right? Go, you're up. Hey, that guy, stop it. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to add, subtract, or poke fun at before we go into renaming and ratings? No. I think, I, I think it's dead now. I think it is. Even though I still, I, I can't, I'll say this for all this poking fun, I did enjoy it because it was something to watch. Mm. But, I mean, it was better than The Flash. Mm. No, no, not the movie. It's about the series. Mm. I, no, <laughs> Mike. Mike. Mike, Mike. Ah. Okay, all right. Well, let's hear let's, let's hear it in the ratings. But first, let's rename the series. Ralph, what are you renaming the series? Titans. It's dead, Jim. <laughs> it's dead. I'm gonna call it Titans. Dispatched as quick as their villains. Because <laughs> it just felt like everything was so quick. Yeah, everything was so quick. Storylines were rushed. Everything was done except for that two episodes in uh, Cole's Folly. Yeah, that Cole's was Folly. Wow. Mike. Titan series finale. See them as actors before seeing them again as Walmart greeters. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. They've got no career move. <laughs> Damn, that's foul. Oh, man. What, what, what about the one who played Dove? What was her name again? Oh, Mika Kelly? Mika oh, Kelly. That's another one, Mika Kelly. Wow. But she was on the show when it was but, still but she, actually but, good. But she yeah. bailed. Oh, it was good. It was good. But the, the first two seasons, as much as they had problems, they were really good seasons. Yeah. And, and the third season, because the third season is when Super, I mean, when Wonder Girl dies, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. That was, the season, had, again, it had its problems. That was the whole Jason Todd thing, and he can come back from killing all these people. Like, no, he just killed one of your teammates. I ain't coming back from that. But that, especially that death scene, the, when they were in that afterlife, that yeah. was really good. There was some good parts of season three. That whole afterlife and some rear end was leading up to something that never showed up. Yeah, still with the rear end. I swear, <laughs> Year, years go by, we're still gonna be talking about it. Um, I mean, it was a very well chiseled ass. I'm just jealous because I don't have it. <laughs> All right, ratings for Titan season four, second half. Ralph, I give uh, Titan season four. Four, that is not how the red works out of 10. <laughs> wow. Okay. Listen, you, it's because I was, um, 
I was a big uh, fan of the Animal uh, Man comics. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, that series written by uh, What's His Face was really good. Yeah. And I'm going to just call him What's His Face because I can't think of his name. Um, and in, for a while, he was the Avatar of the Red, and he like his powers became even more like exaggerated, where he could like shift into some portions of the animals that he turned into. Yeah. And it was a really good story. And the Red, you know, didn't operate where it could teleport you everywhere and that kind of shit. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. They're just making it bad. Making it bad. Well, I'm a little bit better than Ralph. I'm going to give it five douchey Superboys out of ten. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mike? I'm going to give it four. And Trigon would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those meddling kids. Oh, and <laughs> Brother Blood ripping out his heart out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Come over here. But it really was. It was just like, really? These teenagers have stopped you? I mean, granted, it's the same in the comics, but you're like, no, Dick, at least they grew up. <laughs> Dick is at least like 45, right? <laughs> Dick is at least 45. That should be on a t-shirt. But Starfire could be 85 because, you know, black don't crack. That's, That's right. true. And poof, she is porcelain. <laughs> so there you have it. Teen Titans season four, second half. See it for yourself. I mean, <laughs> if you want to disagree with us or agree with us. But hey, guys, don't go anywhere. I was about to get on the go. <laughs> Rocker Review, it's next. <laughs> Hello, this is Ralph the Tech, bringing you another Rocket Review. This week, I'll be talking about the Thrawn Trilogy. The Thrawn Trilogy is a series of three science fiction novels set in the Star Wars Expanded Universe, now referred to as Legends. It's written by Timothy Zahn and published from 1991 to 1993. The trilogy consists of Heir to the Empire, Dark Force Rising, and The Last Command, and it is widely regarded as one of the most influential and beloved series in the Star Wars universe. The Thrawn trilogy kicks off with Heir to the Empire, set five years after the events of Return of the Jedi. The Galactic Empire, while defeated, is not completely eradicated. Grand Admiral Thrawn, a strategic genius, emerges as the new antagonist. He aims to restore the Empire's former glory by devising a meticulous plan that involves uniting various factions and striking at the New Republic. Meanwhile, Luke Skywalker is attempting to rebuild the Jedi Order and faces challenges in the form of Thrawn's enforcer, the Dark Jedi, Jiraiya's Sabayoth. Han Solo and Princess Leia are dealing with personal and political struggles while the smuggler Talon Card becomes a key figure in the unfolding conflict. The second book, Dark Force Rising, continues the saga as Thrawn's plans intensify. He seeks to obtain the Katana Fleet, a collection of advanced warships hidden years ago. As Thrawn races against the New Republic to find the fleet, Luke, Leia, Han, and their allies are drawn into a complex web of alliances, betrayals, and surprises. The trilogy also delves deeper into the enigmatic Nogri race, who serves Thrawn but also have their own secrets. The story explores themes of trust, loyalty, and sacrifice as both sides make daring moves to outmaneuver each other. The trilogy concludes with The Last Command, where Thrawn's master plan reaches its climax. The New Republic forces, led by our main heroes, are pitted against Thrawn's tactical brilliance and his alliances with various criminal organizations. The Dark Jedi Jurius Sabayoth 
further complicates matters, attempting to assert his control over both sides. The story culminates in a thrilling battle that will determine the fate of the New Republic and the remnants of the Empire. The resolution of character arcs and the final showdowns provide a satisfying and emotional conclusion to the trilogy. The Thrawn trilogy is often praised for its masterful blend of classic Star Wars elements and new compelling characters. Timothy Zahn's writing captures the essence of the original trilogy spirit while expanding the universe with fresh ideas. The introduction of Grand Admiral Thrawn as a charismatic and formidable antagonist breathes new life into the Star Wars universe, and his strategic prowess makes him a memorable foe. The trilogy successfully fleshes out characters like Han and Leia, showing their growth as leaders and parents, and introduces captivating new characters like Mara Jade, who becomes a pivotal figure later in the expanded universe stories. The trilogy's strengths lie in its intricate plotting, well-paced action sequences, and intricate political maneuverings. It also rekindles the magic of the original Star Wars films while exploring the aftermath of the Rebellion's victory. While it is now considered part of the Legends continuity and not the official canon, the Thrawn trilogy's impact on the broader Star Wars franchise is undeniable, as it paved the way for the revitalization of the expanded universe and the creation of countless other novels, comics, and media. In conclusion, the Thrawn trilogy is a must-read for Star Wars fans who want to experience a captivating continuation of the original trilogy story with compelling new characters and thrilling plot twists that keep the spirit of the galaxy far, far away alive and well. I give the Thrawn trilogy five Delta sources out of five. Want to know what that means? You're going to have to read the books to find out. I'm Ralph the Tech, and that was my Rocket Review. But don't go anywhere, because Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the go. Wait, what? <laughs> not, not, not a response. What? Because there's more of nothing. There's, I, I don't want any more of of Titans or, or anything this horrible. Time out, time out, time out, time out. This is coming from the guy that watched what was that movie with um, Channing Tatum, um, um, Jupiter Rising, Ugh. and even that got a Geeks on the Go response. And Jupiter Rising, was not, I think it had to be Jupiter one of our Jupiter Rising most. was not this bad. Okay, stop. Oh. Now you're bugging. It was not this. It had Mila Kunis in it, and she is. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. And Star, Starfire is nothing, nothing to shake a stick at. I mean, she's sometimes something to shake a stick at, but definitely better. <laughs> wow, that just got bad really fast. And now, Geeks on the Go. Here we go. <laughs> All right, everybody. Geeks on the Go. Now with more lawsuits. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's not what I meant. Okay. You you guys all know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we make it under a minute as much as we can. Um, I've made the questions shorter, but Mike says I sure dumb them down. Have. <laughs> dumb it down. Dumb it down. Wow, he said it. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't say dumb it down for dumb you guys. Down. Oh, no, I was just doing a Lupe song. Dumb it down. You were just always singing something. Yeah, it's because there's music in my heart, and I just got to let it out. Mm. Wow. Well, is that from a movie, too? Probably. Probably, yeah. I, guess. <laughs> I thought about Footloose, but okay. <laughs> Ready, set, go. How excited would you be if another streaming channel picked up Titans to be on their app slash network? Rate one to five. Mike. One, it'd have to be renamed Bread to get rid of the bad taste in my mouth. Wow. <laughs> Ralph. Uh... 
one if they're continuing this story five if they reboot it and give us better writing wow okay um well the aquaman sequel make more less or the same amount of money as the flash movie ralph um if it makes one dollar probably make more wow <laughs> mike uh definitely more than everyone will realize it sucked <laughs> <laughs> well at the end of the new of that dc um thing anyway um Okay, why did Marvel why did Marvel kill off Kamala Khan, aka Ms. Marvel in the comics? Wrong answers only, Ralph. Because they're scared of her. She's rising to power. Wow. <laughs> Mike. Because she said she enjoyed the She-Hulk TV series. <laughs> wow. And once again, we make it under a minute. Yeah, press that button for me, please. Press it for wait, take one. He finds the drum roll easy. But when I went a geeks on the go, he doesn't like it. That button hurts. <laughs> I really, it's it's sad and shocking about the Kamala Khan thing, though. I mean, obviously, it's superhero comics. It's Marvel. She'll be back at some point. You know that. But it's just like, so basically, you took a super popular character at this time. Um, and in this Asia time, decided to, you know, do the martyr thing or whatever. It's like, so basically, in Spider-Man's, she, she dies and then, and then is, you know, found by Spider-Man and Miles Morales, but Parker and Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she dies so that a white hero can cry and look woke. Is yep. basically what it is. I'm like, it's, I it's, don't think that's what it is. It is. I mean, what other reason do you have to kill off a character that you know you're not going to kill off? Because this the, popular and a minority. Because here's what, could be, even though I agree, but here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna wait for the Marvels to come out, and that's when the, her big resurrection comes, which is gonna boost sales. In their head, it's like with the Marvels out, people are gonna be looking for the comics. They're gonna see Miss Marvel's dead, but they're gonna have some kind of thing where she comes. To, she comes back right around the time of, of the movie. But, but remember. Again, like they've said before, it's about 1% of comic book readers that see these things. Most people, I mean, I'm not saying that they won't have a rise. It's not enough. It's like it's, the majority of people have no idea what her comic book is. I'm, I'm with <laughs> you, bro. I'm with you. Yeah. But you seem, I mean, they, 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 they're doing it with the Thunderbolts. If that's what it looks right. like anyway. You know, they're, they're all alive. You know, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? what I'm saying is that they're, they're going to try to get people interested in, in some, you know, not, they can't put everybody on a team. So they're going to kill some people off. My thing that got me mad was, number one, she's super popular. Number two, she's a, a, a young girl of color. And number three, it wasn't even in her own book. No, and she, she, it's not like she hangs out with Spider-Man right. all the time. They yeah. just threw her in the story yeah. just to kind of like help out. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I've said before, this is for a white hero to cry. And look woke, like, oh, this girl that I barely ever met, <laughs> you know. So the way they're going to bring her back is they're going to say that that wasn't actually her. It was a scroll LMD. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, I heard what they're going to do. <laughs> I, horrible. I, actually, and I should have put this as part of my quick news, and I'm sorry that I'm bringing this at the end. But I, I, I'm glad. How dare you? I'm glad you mentioned this, Mike. There is rumor to what they're going to do with, with um, Kamala Khan. Okay. They've been trying to kill her for a while. To bring her back because they want to bring her back as a mutant, not as an inhuman. Yeah, there is this rumor that they're saying that like there is some exceptional protocol of Krakoa, uh, Krakoa that like they can bring back a non-mutant if they really kind of want to. But if they didn't bring her back, then she'd be a mutant. And I'm like, why does it matter? I mean, it matters for the MCU because you screwed the pooch on your own uh, Inhumans TV series, which doesn't stop you from rebooting this thing, but... It's like just, just stop, man. Just, just let, let yeah. us enjoy. I, and, and I was reading, I was reading the article, and it was talking about that initially they wanted Kamala Khan as a mutant. They wanted her as a mutant, but that whole thing was going on. The thing that Marvel said that they didn't do, oh, yeah. which was okay. You know, um, Fox owns mutants. Don't do another mutant book. Yeah. 
and let's make the Inhumans the new the new mutants right. of our um, And the line. thing is, they even now wouldn't have to cancel. All they'd have to say is, oh, well, we thought she was a mutant. She just happened to change around the same time as the Inhuman thing. It, in fact, the Terrigen Mist activated her mutant ability. So that's yeah. right. We didn't have to kill her at all. We could just say whatever we want to because it's superhero science. But it's just, it's just a, it's a bad taste. It's just, it's just right up there with Civil War. What was the main focal point of Civil War? What happened? Who'd they kill? Oh, um, I'm Goliath. Yeah. And what color is Goliath? Black. Yeah. Blackly black, black. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, but they kill him off. And suddenly every hair, every white, all the main, oh, it's the horrors. I'm like, so you couldn't have killed anybody else. You, you killed off a minority for the reaction so that, again, all your other heroes, which 99% of them are white, can now all look respectable because they realize how wrong this is that a minority has suffered a, a wrong. Would you, would you have been happy if Pim died instead? You, you mean backslapping Pim? <laughs> Do you know why they killed him off? It was because um, they never ordered enough of that color of skin tone. Oh, that's wow. DC. So that's no, it's, DC it's both sure. DC and Marvel. And they're like, um, yeah, we're running out of this color. Okay, we got to order some more. Uh, the distributor said they don't have enough because nobody ever orders it. So they're going to have to wait until it, it gets here. And then the pandemic hit, right? <laughs> nah, no, that's DC, man. DC has one color of brown. They've got one bottle, and they've been using it since the 60s. <laughs> and it's still full. It's still full. <laughs> Sam Jackson, Trevor Noah, and, and Shamar Moore, all the same color. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and the late Chadwick Boseman. Sorry. So, <laughs> all right, shout-outs. Do we have any shout-outs, gentlemen? Because it's a... Um, I would like to shout out uh, JP had a really good conversation. Ah, with JP Deshong, yes, oh. friend friend of the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the the writer, artist, editor of Sons of Fate. Yes, read it if, if you haven't picked it up. Book four is out. Read them all, man. Take excellent writing, excellent artist, absolutely excellent artist. Really good friend and a funny guy and a big old Star Wars nerd. And, oh, question, nerd. and questionable choices in movies, but okay. Yeah, very <laughs> questionable. Yeah, we'll say that. Hey, listen, uh, if you ever see him at a con, just stop by and, and talk to the dude who has great stories. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So then while you're there, you can also say hi to Victor Dandridge. That's right. Yeah. Which I've been trying to get him on the show, but he's been busy. He's he's live streaming every freaking other day. Right. He's doing like a live stream talking about something else, talking about the industry. I'm like, I mean, great for him, obviously. Yeah, good for him. But I'm trying to get him on the show. And he goes, Yeah, you know, I don't have time. I'm like, Vic, come on, man. So that's, that's where we got to find him. When I'll you... ask him. He doesn't like you. He likes me. Okay, bet. <laughs> I, 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 I guess black on black works. Okay, yeah, sure. Okay. Just say the word. Extra, uh, we'll um, extraordinary rendition him. I think it was extra cash. I mean, we don't get that. <laughs> I thought he was going to say extra crispy. <laughs> I, I was thinking because well, we talking about black. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we could do that too. Just get some fried chicken. Oh wow! Oh, got, turn bad quick. <laughs> Put in a little cage with a stick holding it up. <laughs> <laughs> they always fall for it. <laughs> and, and just for those, exactly. And, and for those people who don't know about the podcast, all three of us are men of color, so we can say that. We can make those jokes. Even Just, though I'm the whitest guy here. Yeah, right. In my color tone, when I'm doing... Oh, goodness. Well, it's in the last name. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Any shout-outs for you, Mike? Uh, I'd like to shout-out the... To, to If anyone has seen... And we will be reviewing it, but if anyone has seen the last Mission Impossible movie, I want to shout out all the makers of Vespa. <laughs> <laughs> 
because oh, oh my god I, i'm sure that when they got this thing it's like you're ordering how many of our vestments for your scene fantastic you're gonna do what to them yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like the writers of this movie hated motorcycles and they're like how else can we crush a motorcycle crush it destroy it blow it up throw it away what we can throw it off a cliff as well let's do it <laughs> oh my goodness! So much motorcycle hate, but good movie. Yeah, it's definitely fun. worth the watch. It's funny because I feel like it's the opposite of Luca, where, where Luca was embracing the Vespa. Oh, when when we, we were, <laughs> Ralph and I were watching it, when they went through this entire thing of, of scooters, I was just like, I'm like, poor Luca. He was like, <laughs> my Vespa. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a couple of shout outs. First off, shout out to Johannes. I heard from Johannes about. A week ago, and he's always putting us. Johannes! It, uh, for, uh, for those of us who have IG, he posts us on a story all the time. Yes. So, you know. Johannes, I think they're talking about me. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> that does not have it. You, you, see, if you had IG, you would notice that I've been trying to catch up with all the uh, um, album uh, artwork uh, covers for the episodes and yeah. posting them on Instagram. So. I'm, I'm almost up to date. They're, they're good covers. I mean, some of them are excellent. I don't know who that artist is, but the others are good. Wow. And late. Yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> well, also, shout out to MS for Marvel, because MS for Marvel now just started following the, the M22 um, IG page. And she goes, you have uh, 242 episodes. Why are you only up to like um, 100 something on the covers? I'm like, yeah, slacking. I, I didn't say anybody's name. I just said slacking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I went up to it. It was me. <laughs> And what? What you gonna do? Wow! <laughs> Help me with the covers. <laughs> Help, me, Help me post them. There we go. It's, uh, it's, it's like bad clue. It was the tech in the computer room doing nothing. <laughs> I own it. It was me. Also, I also had the lead pipe waiting for you to come in. Wow. Also, shout out to Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell actually hit me up the other day, and she goes, "I am so sorry. I haven't been keeping up." And I go, "He's been doing nothing but horror and black people. Two things you like. What's going on?" <laughs> and she's like, "I'm so sorry. I've been missing it." So she. Will be catching up. Uh, um, shout out to South Carolina. I haven't heard from her in a while. Hopefully, everything's going well with her. Um, shout out to Big Daddy Kev. Who, Kev. Big, big, big Daddy Kev, watching him feed a baby is amazing because he's got these Hulk like hands and the spoon looks like so small in his hands. And I'm like, he's going to poke that kid in the nose. I, just, I swear. I like hearing the baby. Wah. <laughs> Wah, daddy. Wah. The other day, I, I thought I was watching Little Shop of Horrors because he goes, feed me. Feed me. <laughs> Yeah, but but yeah, shout out to Kev doing 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 the dad's work. That's great. Also, shout out to Lady J. Your birthday is coming up this weekend. Ooh. So happy birthday, hun! Can't wait to see you this weekend. Happy very birthday! Much. Happy birthday! Yeah, yeah. The cap says you're over sixty. Wow, <laughs> I would never. That's now on recording, Lady J. <laughs> I never would say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I would joke that in the comforts of of us hanging out. I would never say that to the guys. Where I can get in trouble. So, <laughs> anything else before we say adieu? Adios. Adieu. Well, uh, I do. Adieu. Adieu. Adios. Adios. Yeah. Adios. Yeah. I guess. Adios. So, <laughs> so for Mike. Sayonara. Yeah. We're not doing this. <laughs> That's for Danya. Uh, for Mike. For. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't even do the outro. So for Don't Mike, let the doorknob hit you with a good law and split you. Oh. Good day, mate. Oh my God. So for Mike, also known as MFG. And for RT Squared, Ralph the, Ke- Ralph the Tech, this is the cap saying, keep it geeky. I had to close my eyes to do that because y'all make me laugh. That's because we're too pretty to see. <laughs> <laughs>